Good evening and welcome back to Masks Weekly Radio Show on Family Matters. Mask, mothers and fathers aligned, saving kids, kids of all ages and all stages for all mental health struggles. If you know somebody that needs a referral for a inpatient or outpatient program, a therapist, a parent support group still available by Zoom, please give us a call, 718-758-0400. I will repeat the number. Maybe it's for yourself, a loved one, a neighbor, or someone you usually would sit next to in shul. Remember, all phone calls are kept strictly confidential. Somebody can call anonymously and get the information they need. Please give us a call, 718-758-0400. Zero. So every week I say I'm excited about who I'm interviewing. And being that I've been doing mask for 25 years, 119,000 families that have attended our programs and reached out. So I do have a lot of wonderful colleagues that I've been working with that have really been stars in our community. And there is one gentleman that I've been working with only this year. And I'm really happy to have him on tonight because he's been helping hundreds of families to find inner peace and harmony. And he is Jason Blau, a mindset coach, mindfulness teacher, motivational speaker, and thought leader. He has a program called the Mindset Shift Blueprint. And I would like to welcome you on tonight, Jason Blau. How are you? Hello, Rahama. It's so nice to hear you. And thank you for inviting me. And the incredible work that your organization, Mask, is doing is just really inspiring. And um, I'm just so thankful and grateful to be a part of it all. Thank you. And I do have a wonderful staff. It is uh, not me alone. So we are very, um, we're, we're always available to help the families and connect them to the right people, the right professionals out there. So Mass doesn't usually connect people to coaches. Um, but I must say that um, the reason that I am having uh, Jason Blatt on with us is that there is the 
topic out there that's really been um, so difficult for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of families, and that's alienation and family estrangement. So this is one of Jason Blau's specialties, and therefore I felt it's so important to have you on. And Jason, I want to give a shout out to Broken Ties. Broken Ties is an organization founded by Guli and Hadassah, and they sadly have over 600 members from families that are alienated and estranged from their loved ones, family members. So first of all, special yashkoach to Guli and Hadassah for starting that organization. And MASK is always there to help them get on the map about supporting these families. I also want to give a shout out to Nefesh International and say a special yashkoach to them for having on Sunday at their Nefesh International 25th conference, which is in January, go online, nefeshinternational.org, and that is for therapists to get trained. Uh, it's a four-day conference. I'm a board member for Nefesh, and all therapists should be trained. They need ongoing CE educational credits. So that is a wonderful four-day program for therapists to um, connect, network, and get educated all at the same time at Nefesh International in January. And on Sunday will be a full day program on this topic of alienation and family estrangement. But Saturday night, there is a, a program specifically for families. So anyone interested that is not a therapist, that is a family member that wants to join, please call Broken Ties. And I will give out their number. Broken Ties' number is 518-941-6316. So please give them a call. Tell them you got the number from Mass and they will sign you up to that, their program. All calls are confidential. So let's go back to my friend, Jason. Jason, let's talk about what is parental alienation and family estrangement, please. Thank you so much. Uh, before I jump in, I just wanna also mimic your gratitude to, to Broken Ties. I've been working with the organization now for just about almost three years. And I felt like I've gained so much more than I've given to that organization as it is really a huge part of my journey for myself and my now nine-year-old daughter, who uh, through the organization and the kindness of its members, as I was helping them deal with their issues of family estrangement and print alienation, uh, they were helping my daughter and I become religious Jews. And now that we all work together to support one another is really a beautiful thing. And without them and the members, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today. So this is something really near and dear to my heart. I've also experienced parental alienation 
um, but as the child pushing my parents away. So I think I have really come with a unique perspective. You know, the experts will talk about, and there are several who have written really great information and, and, and books about this topic, um, but they'll talk about the causes for parental alienation uh, as, you know, mental illness of a child, uh, abuse, trauma that a child experienced uh, at some point in their life, and divorce as being some of the major factors of why a child no longer has communication to a parent. Usually we're referring to adult children who aren't weaponized through a divorce at a young age where a parent's like making the child not communicate with the other parent. These are children on their own. And what I think really separates parental alienation from what's called family estrangement is that in the world of parental alienation, there, used, there usually is and typically is a third party alienator, meaning somebody's uh, for purpose of manipulation or control, convincing the child that talking or communicating with their parents is not a great thing for the benefit of their mental well-being. These people can be uh, Rubs, Rabunum, Rebinsons, uh, Rosh Yeshivas, and I'm not placing blame by any stretch of the imagination. I think the intention is always really uh, good. It's just that because of the lack of awareness and education that this is an actual issue, sometimes the advice is misinterpreted or taken out of context. Family estrangement and alienation could be anything as, as, as it relates to uh, not healthy uh, communication between parent and child. I will add one thing, Rakama. I know you have more questions, but um, in addition to what I mentioned as a cause, what I've seen in my own personal work, especially in the religious community, is that culture plays a significant role, especially in the more orthodox and, and observant communities. You know, what used to be a closed uh, community is now sort of open with the days of the internet, uh, which isn't the best thing that has happened, but something that is real. And, um, and this culture around everybody wanting to be seen and heard as an individual, and this is causing uh, quite a dichotomy in what the parent thinks is best for the child and what the child thinks is best for the child. In addition to that, a generational gap, you know, an older generation and a younger generation speaking two totally different languages and one not familiar with the other's language. For example, the younger generation talking to mom and asking for validation and boundary setting and that parent maybe not understanding what the true sense of those, those words mean to the child. And so here we are with, as you mentioned, hundreds and thousands of families struggling with this, uh, mostly behind closed doors because of the embarrassment and the toll that it's taken on the whole family. Yes, and I, I want to go back to, um, you know, you have a program, the Mindset Shift Blueprint. Let's go back to what a mindset coach really is. Oh, I love that question. All right. So I like to think of myself as a mindset coach because I believe that everything is created first in the mind. The way we think about something is the way that we speak about it. And the way that we speak about it is the way that we show up or take action to it. And so you know as well as I that we only really have control over two things, right? We have Bechira, and that is our choice, the way we choose to see stuff, right, in our lives, our perspective that we take, and the way that we react and respond to it. So because of this, I created this six-step program, right? Little by little, inch by inch, we build on one, one, one step on top of the other for the benefit of going inwards 
and getting ourself to be able to see our situation differently. Because only when we begin to see the situation differently and react differently to the situation, can we even begin to expect for it to change. Absolutely. And like you said many times, it's an outsider, a relative, a family member that's saying, oh yes, don't talk to this person, they're bad. And really the person themselves don't have the need to cut off ties, but they're being influenced by outsiders. So it's very important that you recognize what is the main cause you are really cutting off from your family member? Yeah, absolutely. Look, this is tough work. The work of reconnection with somebody who you love and have dedicated your entire life to helping through life is, is really uh, emotionally draining and traumatic for everybody involved. I think to put yourself in a position to be able to hear what those grievances are, right? What the perspective of your child and maybe their alienator is, and to be strong enough to hear and to handle these things, and to know that just because they're being said that they are right, meaning those other parties are right, but by them being right doesn't make you wrong. And you have to be a strong person, a confident person, to be able to live in the essence of what is being said knowing that it may have some truth for them and they may have the child might be manipulated into believing these things but knowing that that's only a starting point for connection or reconnection meaning thank you for letting me know how you feel right you're right to have felt the way you do help me to understand what it is that you need to feel safe for me now right and that's the starting point for starting point for making progress and moving forward now i'm simplifying it obviously but that's the essence of the mindset that needs to be created as you begin this process. Yes. So let's talk about what could be done in reference to alienation and parent and family estrangement, please. Yeah, I think it's um, there's 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 a role for everybody to play. OK, the first player here should be the parent. The parent's the one that must take control. Now, the parent's the one usually in the worst off position because they feel hurt by what their child's done. How could they? I don't deserve this. I'm a good mother. I'm a good father. But the role for the parent is that they must take a step back. And in this time of space that their child is asking for or creating through the estrangement, they must use it to create a strategy, short and long term. And they must empower themselves with tools that they can use when the time is right to reconnect. I always say Hashem is perfect in his plan. There will be a time to connect. My question always is, will you, the parent, be ready with the tools? Have you been practicing them? Are you ready to deliver them in the way that will be most effective? Two, we need to, as you know, people in the industry that you and I work, we need to be educators. We need to educate the Rabbanim, the Rebetzin, the Rosh Yeshivas, the therapists, who are all great people all doing what they think is best. We need to educate them of the issues, the root causes, and empower them with the tools to help resolve this issue. And at some point, and this is something that Broken Ties and I are working very deliberately on right now, is to try to find ways to get to the children who really lack the skills, the communication skills, 
to tell their parents what they need of them and from them in order to feel safe enough to connect or reconnect in a way that feels healthy and balanced. So it's gonna take a lot of effort on a lot of parts, but the parent must lead uh, on this. They must lead. Every case that I've personally seen in my work over the last several years, where there's been a successful reconnection, the leader has been the parent. They're not waiting for the child to apologize. They're not you know, hoping and wishing. They're taking real action, making their time productive, and really working this situation as long as it might take and gaining from it, right? Patience, resilience, confidence, and many other mitos that they develop along the way. And other relationships become even better and stronger as a result of that. So I could not agree more with that statement that you just said. You're right. right. You become better. You become more deliberate, more intentional with the way you're showing up. And all of your relationships, including the one with yourself and Hashem, begin to improve. I think that's the power in doing the work as hard as it might be on yourself. Right. So let's talk about how does the reconnection actually occur? That's the million dollar question, isn't it? It is indeed. (laughs) Absolutely. Look, once the, I always say once the parent, at least I'm working with the majority of the parents, once the parent is armed and equipped in a good position, feeling strong and confident with where they're at, ready to move forward. I like to say, when are you ready to reconnect is the time in which you don't feel like you need to do anything, right? Because you're in a position of, of, of stillness and calm. But when that person is ready, then they must take the initiative to reach out to their child. There are many different you know, therapists who have written books about what the best way to reach out and to communicate. Some write what's called an amends letter. And I know that there's been tremendous amount of success. Others use their time through messaging apps or text messaging or emails or even phone calls to try to get an understanding of where their child's at and what the child needs to feel safe to even begin the conversation. For me, my thought is that each individual is different and we need to step back and try to anticipate what is best for the child. Meaning, we need to put ourselves in a position that we can start to empower the child so that they feel like they're in control. And then we have to show up consistently. Our messages have to be consistent. The timing of our message needs to be consistent. When we send the message is consistent because change, all change equals consistency of practice over time. Nobody wants to hear, as you know, I've changed, things are different now, don't worry, you're safe. They wanna see that things are different. They need to feel safe. And that occurs when the parent shows up in a consistent manner. And so to answer your direct question, the parent must reach out to the child. They must approach the child in a way that is non-evasive and they must begin to empower the child to feel safe, to begin the process of communication. I like to say this process of healing is a starting point. It's where we begin. It's not an end point. And I think shifting the mind to, 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 to realizing that uh, puts you in a, in a better position to succeed and to reconnect with your child. 
and to know that it takes time. It takes time. Time takes time. So it's so important that people realize that when somebody is being alienated or estranged from a loved one, that you need to grieve first. First, people are angry, Jason. They, they, they are angry. How could they do this to me? How could they punish me? How could they take away my loved one, my grandchildren, my children? So there's anger. And let's talk about the stages, please. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head on this one as well. Um, certainly, anger comes up. And I also believe that many other emotions come up, resentment, right. frustration, annoyance, right? Lack of effort, loneliness, right. many emotions come up. And you're right, the parents together, you can't do this alone. That's why support groups exist through, you know, Broken Ties and some other really great organizations, as you've mentioned earlier on the call. You must put yourself in a position to grieve and to go through the loss, the loss of time, not the loss of your child forever, because we believe that the child and the parent will come back together. But you have to be okay with practicing things like self-care, right? Putting on your own mask before putting the masks on of others, right? I must, I must interrupt you with that, and I'll yeah. tell you why. Because in every support group that MASK has offered over the 25 years, when therapists bring that up about self-care, the knee-jerk reaction always from the parents, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean self-care? This isn't about I, I, I need to fix this. I need to do this. I need to, I need to, I need to. And they don't realize that first they need to put on the brakes and do self-care and forgive themselves for whatever there is no parent manual by the way just let's put that out there nobody gets married and under the chuppah they get a gift of a manual on how to be the best mom and dad you're right you you said the magic word and that is forgiveness forgiveness i like to define it as follows forgiveness is thinking i did the best that i could with the information that I had at the time. Look, if I had different information, I may maybe, right, have made different decisions. If you were taking a flight, right, to Philadelphia where I am, the the in-flight presentation would be, right, to put, put your mask on first. And then those flight attendants go to the uh, mothers and the fathers on board and they point and they say, your mask first, because you're right, the knee-jerk reaction is, wait, I gotta fix this. I got to protect my children. I have to bring them closer. I have to, you know, put them back on the right path. But if you don't take care of yourself, you both go down. And this is key. And I hear it. How am I supposed to relax? How am I supposed to, you know, do something, treat myself, right? Practice self-care if my child's out there, you know, lost and being manipulated by this alienator. But you're right. You must pause. You must pull back. When you pull back and you zoom out, you have a broader perspective. And with a broader perspective, you gain more information, which is what you need in order to move forward. I listen to so many families that are suffering about parental alienation, family estrangement, and my heart breaks them. They're missing out 
on children's weddings, events, grandchildren, school events. Um, you know, they can live down the block from their loved one and not have anything to do with them. The embarrassment, the shame, the guilt is so much. What defines success, Jason, in your mind when you're working with family? Yeah. This is so hard. This is one of, I think, the hardest things, right? If God forbid, you lose your child, at least you can go through the full grieving process. But this is hard. And Broken Ties speaks of this point. The best thing that you can do is move forward, is put one foot in front of the next. You got to pause. You have to slow down. You have to put your feet underneath you, feel connected to the earth, feel supported. Let yourself be supported. Find those people who can love and, and, and bring you joy and simcha and go with that for now and know that this is not forever. It's just for right now. And so you can put yourself in a position to succeed if you take a step back before you try to run forward and really honor yourself for, for where you are, embracing the embarrassment and the anger and all those other emotions and putting yourself in a, a higher energy level, a high vibration so that you can begin to tackle the really tough issues that lie ahead. Okay. Well, we're running out of time. It's really nice having you on, Jason. And I want everyone to know that even before you start your therapy, changing your mindset, making the shift for healing, for clarity, and most important when going through this, is strength. So, Jason Blau, thank you for being on tonight with us. And I hope to have you on again soon. Thank you so much. And again, for all the work that your organization is doing, I'm so grateful to you. And Jason, how does somebody reach out to you? Sure. The best thing they can do is visit my website, www.jasonblaucoaching.com or they can email me at jasonblaucoaching at gmail.com. And, and anyone that needs extra support, give us a call, 718-758-0400, and we will connect you to the organizations and the chats. There are WhatsApp chats that are available for you to join for support and for referrals. Give us a call. Thank you, Jason, for being on with us. Thank you so much, Rahama. And I want to wish everyone a very good evening, a beautiful Shabbos, and always remember, hang in, hold on, and for now, still virtually hug tight. And anyone going through alienation, or if you're alone and you're feeling that the relationship is really you're you're at the beginning of being estranged from your loved one you don't need to go through this alone have the courage pick up the phone call broken ties or mask 718-758-0400 you are not alone there is hope give us a call. Tonight's show is in memory of Rivka Bas Yisroel. Please consider to go online 
to maskparents.org. Make donations so we can continue with all the mask programs. Thank you and have a good night. Holidays bring us all together. So let's stay up to date with COVID-19 vaccines and boosters and mask up if it's crowded indoors. Happy, healthy holidays. Anti-Semitic hate crimes are rising sharply. This Hanukkah, UJA is joining Shine a Light to dispel the darkness and to say enough is enough. In the heart of New York City, we'll publicly display our Jewish identity as we light the menorah together to shine a light on anti-Semitism. Join in this national demonstration of Jewish pride with powerful messages from key city and state leaders and lively performances by Jewish musicians as we stand shoulder to shoulder with our greater community and allies. Join us in Times Square, Monday, December 19th, 5 p.m., Broadway and 47th Street. Bring your friends, bring your family, and most importantly, bring your light. Are you interested in hosting your own radio show and podcast, or perhaps a TV program? Talkline Network can help you get on the air from one hour weekly to 24 hours a day. Ideal for ethnic, foreign language, medical, business, and religious broadcasting. We also have full-time radio stations for lease, as well as FM HD channels. For more information, please call 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925. Or email zevrenner at gmail.com.